one of the most highly requested videos, podcasts that we have ever had, Carrie and me, we're finally getting to it. Guys, you asked for it. Here it goes. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And yes, you guys have been begging for this podcast. You've been begging for this subject. And I've been so excited to uh, finally nail Carrie down. You know, it's been it's been a few podcasts since I've had Carrie on because she just has so much responsibility and we have opposite schedules and it's really hard to get together. But Carrie's looking fine today. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I'm working the weekends in the ICU and Christy's Christy's off the weekends out having a good time and on mom and our mom and uh, her husband's boat, Brian, Brian and mom and Brian's boat. And I'm in there slaving away, schlepping it and wiping butts. That's okay though. That's okay. You <laughs> Carrie, you mom is to- so cute on her little floaty with her little margarita. And then she dances like this to the boat music. It's so, it's so cute. She's I so cute. It's her. really fun to do that with them, but you're right. Like you're, you're working and I'm sleeping and then you sleep during the day and it's just been so hard. So, we are excited, Rebels, to bring you Code Red versus Ozempic. Wow. This stuff. Now, I've Carrie and I, you guys, in true Carrie Christie, the terrorist sister, you know, back dynamic duo, we did not talk before we hit the record button. And Carrie, the only thing she has said to me is I have a different opinion of this than you do. And I'm like, I mean, I'm completely shocked because I thought we both thought this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Cause let's, I guess let's start off here, sis. I'll give you the floor. You explain to us what the heck is this stuff? Well, thank you. First of all, I'm really glad to be back. I missed everyone. I've gotten a lot of messages from people that say they missed me. Although Christy brings amazing content. You don't need me to have amazing content, but I am really glad to be back. So thank you very much. Uh, And I did wash my hair. It was a once a week thing this week. So I had to, I had to, it was getting crusty, Christy. It was getting Kentucky sweat and dry shampoo buildup. So I had to do it, but I'm going to let you guys know that was all for you. Uh, Okay. So let's talk about Ozempic. I first started hearing about this a while back and I have done a little bit of research and also talked to quite a few people that have taken the medication and people that have had quite phenomenal results about it. Now there's all different ways to say the the generic name. Some people say somatoglutide, some people say semi-glutide. I've watched a million videos, they all say it. Semi-glutide is a little easier for me to say. But Ozempic came on the market as a way to manage blood sugar. And that is what it originally came out for. It did not come out for weight loss. It absolutely came out for type 2 diabetics trying to manage their weight loss or trying to manage their diabetes. It was never intended for weight loss. Now, there are 
forms of Ozempic. Uh, Wagovi is one of them. Montjaro is another form of it. And there's also an oral form of Ozempic. I don't have that name right off the top of my head. And the Montjaro and Wagovi are all meant for weight loss. They have higher concentrations, a bigger dose that you actually get. But Ozempic originally came out for type 2 diabetes management. Now, there are lots of other medications that do different things to try to help people control their blood sugars and reduce the risk of becoming an insulin-dependent diabetic. There is glimipazide. There is uh, all the different, all the different, I don't know why I can't think of them right now, but there are a ton of medications that people take that help people. They, you, when people come to the hospital, I'll say, they'll say, I'm a diabetic. I'll say, are you oral controlled? Or are you, like uh, you know, are you taking insulin? Yeah. Like so glucophage is the, the generic form of medicine. I'm sorry, glucophage. Right? I don't know why that was gone out of my mind. So glu- glucophage, um, there's all the G's. There's lots of them out there. And of course, the oral form of Ozempic is another one as well. So we try to help people not become insulin dependent. And all like glucophage and uh, glimipazide and all those, they work in different ways to bring your blood sugar down. But metformin is another one. But yeah, so we're trying really hard to do that. What Ozempic does, and it's genius, it's genius. The technology is genius behind it. Ozempic mimics a hormone called GLP-1, which is glucagon-like, I believe it's protein, glucagon-like protein. GLP-1, that's a hormone that you naturally make in your body. So when you eat, this is the hormone that tells you you're full, GLP-1. So when you eat, uh, your intestines sense that you're eating, they release GLP-1 to tell you you're full. When you're in the pancreas, the pancreas releases GLP-1 to help you release insulin. And to also make your insulin work a little bit better. And also, and this is the very important part about Ozempic, is that GLP-1 is also released and made in the brain. And so when you eat, it tells your brain that you're full. We know a lot of people that eat and eat and eat, Christy, and they don't think they're full, even though they're sick to their stomachs. So GLP- Let me let me ask a question. Do you mean to say ghrelin versus uh, glucagon? Or is glucagon, isn't ghrelin the one that the, that's the one that you release that tells you you're full? Isn't it ghrelin and yeah. You said and glucagon, so I wasn't sure. Glucagon burns fat. But maybe they both, maybe it's a both G words. Right. This is a hormone that you make. Is glucagon a hormone or is, is I, ghrelin a hunk? Ghrelin, they're hum- both hormones. I'm not sure how GLP releases with, with but I know glucagon-like peptide or glucagon-like protein. So GLP is glucagon-like peptide. And there are a couple other ones that mimic GLP. I'm going to just look at my notes real quick. GLP-1 receptor agonist. I'll explain what that means in just a second. Trulicity, uh, Biduron, Victoza, Ozempic. So they all work a little bit differently, but you these all help diabetic people Tell them that they're full. And when you lose weight, of course, your diabetes gets better. It helps your insulin work better. And it also tells your brain that you don't need to eat so much. And the other thing that it does, and Christy's going to talk about how this is a problem, is that it delays gastric emptying. So if you eat uh, eggs and bacon for breakfast, 
you take Ozempic, you have Ozempic in your system, you have any kind of GLP-1 product in your system, it's going to tell your body, uh, yeah, we still have food in here. We're not ready for lunch. So it hangs on to food, takes a lot longer for the food to make it through your system, which can be super problematic. Now, what happened was people that were taking Ozempic for type 2 diabetes, um, blood sugar management, the doctors and researchers started to notice that they were losing quite a bit of weight. And this was something they did not intend. And they were actually pretty surprised at this. So then they started saying, well, if we can get people with type 2 diabetes to lose weight, uh, inadvertently or not, this is going to control their blood sugar. They're going to need less insulin. And you guys know how that game goes. And so they started thinking, well, how can we use this for people that are not diabetic, but still need to lose weight. And that is how Wegove, Mount Jaro, and some of the other ones were born because it was inadvertent that people lost weight because they felt full and they still had food left over in their stomach and their insulin, what they were making, they were making more effective insulin and it was working better. So for a type two diabetic, it really is, it really can be a, an amazing medication in a certain sense. Of course, we're going to talk about the problems with it. Now, let me just go back to the science really quick. A GLP-1 receptor agonist. So what that means is we have GLP receptors in our brains, in our intestines, and in our pancreas. It looks like those are kind of the three places. There may be more. So any of my science nerds, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. And what it does is you make, you take Wigobe, you take Ozempic, and it goes and it latches on to that site. It latches on. It's an agonist. It activates that receptor as if your body had made it. So it's almost helping your body. It mimics that hormone. It's telling your body, hey, you got some GLP ones here. Woo. And your receptors don't know that it is it is a, a synthetic form of GLP one. So it does all the things as if you were actually making more GLP one. So that is the science uh, behind it. And Christy, in a study, one study they did. Just this is not, I won't give you all the details, but 15% of the people experienced weight loss over the placebo group of 2% doing diet and exercise the, the same, just taking the Ozempic. So it is, the, those are numbers that are close to what people get with gastric surgeries. So there's no question that it works in a certain sense. Okay. Good. Now we have the background. I did not know that it's so basically it's been it's been bastardized and abused. And that's why we're getting some of these. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That's why we're getting some of these side effects in 10 percent, at least 10 percent of the patients. We're looking at nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, upper respiratory tract infection, uh, gastric disorders. We have hypoglycemia, pancreas related events like pancreatitis gallbladder related events, acute kidney injury, increased heart rate. I mean, so, so are these people that are abusing it and they shouldn't be, is this someone who's trying to fit into a wedding dress that shouldn't be taking it? That's, that's experiencing stomach paralysis. 
Right. I, that is such a good question. I think with any kind of medication that is such a, you know, hormones are super powerful. Christy, we talked about that. You know, look what happens to a woman after she has a baby, the flood of hormones that go into her system. Uh, look what happens with just women and when we have our periods and look what happens to men and testosterone. I mean, not having the right estrogen testosterone balance can mess up your entire life. So hormones are very powerful. And when you mimic them in a very strong sense, like GLP one does, it's not just simple, like taking a vitamin D. I mean, you're going to have problems with it. And I think sometimes you get people that aren't very healthy and they take this medication and they're going to be more prone to side effects. Now that is not saying that they're not side effects. You mentioned one that kind of caught my ear, Christy, and that was the gastro, the gastric problems. Absolutely. You have delayed gastric emptying. You're going to have nausea. Yeah. You're going to have vomiting. You're going to have constipation because your food is staying in your stomach longer. It's not supposed to do that. So we call that in the medical field, gastroparesis, when people can't move food along. It's a very dangerous thing that happens with people with diabetes sometimes because those nerves, people that take long-term narcotics, people that have other problems and gastroparesis is a terrible terrible problem to have. And if you had any kind of gastric problems to begin with, and then you added Ozempic, the problem is everyone taking Ozempic isn't you. You know what I mean? You're healthy. You're young. Uh, you know, you have good blood work to begin with. You're going to be fine taking Ozempic. You're not fine, but you're going to be, but you get someone that already had kidney problems and you put them on Ozempic and then you go, Oh yeah, well, you know, Ozempic caused my kidney problems. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think it's the cart before the horse, but the thing that makes me the most nervous about Ozempic it are, are the gastric, the delayed gastric emptying. That's the part that makes me just makes me very nervous. So why does that make you nervous? Just because of letting your food sit in your stomach. It sounds like a great idea. It sounds like, oh, yeah, well, I think I'm still full, but I just worry about the people that then your stomach, your stomach, all that uh, peristalsis, all that idea of moving food along, you're just stunting that. And I don't know if that's the best idea long term, because if you research Ozempic, guess what they say, Christy? Obesity and type 2 diabetes are a lifelong problem. So you can expect to be on Ozempic for the rest of your life. <gasps> oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. The rest of your life. So what is life like outside of Ozempic? Is it then just like every other program we've talked about? Like every other Fin Fin, like every other uh, Octavia, like every other shake pill uh, green tea extract, you know, um, mom's slim fast program. It kind of becomes like that. Then if we're using it for weight loss and we don't learn how to cope with our eating problems and we're literally taking a shot that makes us so full that we vomit and we don't feel like eating. I just don't think that's the answer. I don't think that's a long-term answer. Now, I will say though, Christy, if I had really bad type two diabetes and I have peripheral neuropathy or really bad, I would probably, or especially heart disease, kidney disease, and I could not get it in control. I'm getting ready to lose a foot. I'm probably not the best person for Ozempic, 
but I can see why somebody might would think that's a good way to go. So the thing, the side effects of all the ones that I read, the one that scares me the most, and maybe will you tell me what it is, is stomach paralysis. What is stomach? What is the, is that mean that your stomach can't, uh, it can't gurgle, gurgle, gurgle and digest and get it moved in. So peristalsis can, can start the cramping of the colon to move the food down. Right. That's gastroparesis. Oh, 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 got it. Okay. Yeah. So stomach oh. paralysis and gastroparesis is the exact same thing is oh. what they're saying is it, it turns off the gastric emptying. So you oh. eat an egg and let me tell you, this is a problem for a lot of people when they have food just sitting there. Like that's a really serious issue. People have to go get uh, gastric simulators, vagal simulators. They have to go get, uh, they have to take a medication called Reglan which uh, promotes gastropre, you know, the, it promotes all of that promotes stomach food moving through your stomach. I mean, that is, that's a really serious problem. It sounds great not to be full for 10 hours after eating an egg, but I, that's the part that makes me go, is that really worth it? So how do you know if that's, is it just randomly happening in just certain people or is that kind of the, what you were saying, like, listen, if you already had problems, the, the chance of you having gastroparesis is, is greater. Uh, is that going to happen to a, a healthy person? Is it just randomly just striking people all of a sudden your stomach stops working? Well, we know that Ozempic slows gastric emptying on everybody. Okay. That's part of how it works. So if you're the kind of person that's going to be prone to problems with that, then that's going to cause problems for you. Um, one gal I listened to, she was like, it's changed my life. Also, it caused cardiac arrhythmias and she had to be off of it for a while. And I just go like, that just seems so strange to me. But I will tell you as a former fatty, it, there is something about taking a crazy laughing at me. How many former fatties are watching me right now? (laughs) Right here. As a former fatty, there is something that appeals to me in my quick fix, desperate kind of mind that still, there's a part of Carrie that still exists. There's that part of Carrie. There's part of me that goes, wouldn't it be great to take a shot and never want to eat? But again, guys, we're, we're putting a bandaid on a flat tire. That's what Ozempic is. I, I do think it can really help people in bad situations, but, but you're not getting to the heart of the issue. Eating one or two eggs a day, yes, you're going to lose weight, but you haven't figured out what got you there. You haven't addressed the real issue. And this is what we've talked about on every single one of this series we've done. So is that how it works? Is you take a shot, you give yourself like a like an insulin small gauge, just a, a shot kind of a thing, uh, you know, and and it it makes you nauseous or it makes you to where you just don't feel like you feel like you're full the whole time. Right. I believe this, I eat even when I'm full. <laughs> well, if you were sick to your stomach, you wouldn't. Okay. You're right. All right. So make sure so, you sick to your stomach. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a once a week shot. And my, my impression is if you're using it for type two diabetes, it's one dose. If we're using Wagove, uh, that's a higher dose. That's for, for that is for weight loss management and Montjaro works a little bit differently, but kind of the same idea. So you take it and it tells your body we're full. Our brain is full. Like I'm full here. I'm full in my tummy. 
the food isn't moving through any insulin I make is now being used more effectively. And, um, and my, 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 my food and my tummy, whatever I do take in just kind of stays right there. I mean, you're going to have a lot of people that are malnourished. Did you read about that at all? Yes. I was just getting ready to ask you about that. Go ahead. They're just not getting, they're not getting enough. I'm just going through my mind is okay. So then will it let me have a thousand calories a day before it makes me start feeling nauseous? So, you know, will it let me eat? I could basically let you eat one meal a day before it, cause it probably takes a full 24 hours to empty out. I don't know how long it actually takes. Everyone's transit time is a little bit different, but if you had problems with that to begin with, and then you took Ozempic on top of that, you're going to really be in trouble. So for some people, they can eat. Some people can probably eat more than other people. Some people just don't tend to get nauseated. So they're going to be fine. I worked with a gal once in the ER here in town before I quit because of some crazy stuff. And uh, before I took my other job and she was taking Ozempic and she would just crunch on pork rinds just one at a time, kind of all night. Well, that's not a lot of calories when you think about that. So, but that wasn't anything of substance. That that wasn't like some chicken, some green beans, some butter, some salt, a little bit of, you know, pork loin, uh, a little bit of barbecued beef. It, it wasn't anything of substance, but that's how, and she lost a lot of weight and she lost it quickly. She actually didn't look very good to me. She did look malnourished. And that is the problem with any of these programs is that if you are not cautious about what you eat, gastric surgery, Fen, fen, you know, any kind of, any kind of, you know, VSG sleeve, a lap band, whatever. If you're not careful about what you eat, you will end up looking malnourished and that's going to show up in your hair. It's going to show up in your teeth. It's going to show up in your nails. It's going to show up in your skin. You know, I'm close to somebody, uh, I'm acquaintances with somebody who has an anorexic eating disorder. And this person has, and you can see it in the skin. And that's what happens when you become malnourished is you start to get this flaky, dull, yellow pallor to your skin. And you really don't want that. But they, but people are just so desperate. Christy, the National Institute of Health recently reported that 42%, I think it's higher, of uh, adults in the U.S. are obese. And that can lead to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, all of them. So, you know, people are desperate. People are desperate. And I get it. I really do. I just would be very cautious before signing up for Ozempic. Or be prepared, I guess, to take your supplements. Um, I mean, like weight loss surgery survivors, we they have to have their B12. They have to, they have to have certain supplements that they that they uh they have to they have to take exogenous supplements to replace those nourishment from that they're because their stomach is altered and missing. And you do too. There are certain supplements you have to take. So I wonder if that's discussed with people with Ozempic. If you're only, if you're only allowed really a very small meal, you got to make it count and you got to make sure you get in your nutrients. But I don't think people are really thinking that they're just thinking quick fix. Oh, that's a scary, that is scary. I remember when you started your bodybuilding career and you were just looking so good and, and, uh, you were losing your big booty Judy and you were so cute. And I remember thinking, well, I want to do it, but I wanted to cherry pick, you know, I wanted to eat oatmeal. That's really what I wanted to do. I did not want to put in the hours of time that you had to put into the gym. And I, I think the same is true. People ask me all the time that are overweight because Kentucky has quite an obese population of people. What do you eat? 
Well, and like like Jim Gaffigan says, I go to the gym and I'm like, well, you look pretty good. What do you eat? You know, is it, it doesn't, what I eat is not the issue. It, I mean, it is for me. I mean, it, what you eat is the issue, but you can't cherry pick programs. And that's the problem with Ozempic is that unless you're in a pretty dire medical emergency state where you absolutely have to lose weight to lose your life, to, to keep your life, and you cannot cannot control yourself it may be a good way to go but you have to weigh this against the fact that if you don't deal with your eating issues that you're going to be taking it for the rest of your life do you want to take that for the rest of your life and then what happens christy it's here's my question what happens to those receptors when you suddenly quit getting a mimicked glp1 what happens to your body then are you hungry all the time yeah, it won't make its own, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. I'd like to talk to someone who has taken Ozempic, come off of Ozempic, and how do they do? I would like to know about that. Yeah. So really the problem, it like is normal, maybe normal people or people that don't really need to, they're just taking it as a quick fix, as something that makes into where they don't have to control their own eating. They let the nausea control their eating. Well, it's no different than Christy, the new procedure that's out. Actually, it's been out for a while. I talked about it in my weight loss surgery survival kit that we have at coderedlifestyle.com. If you look at programs, um, one of the surgeries I discussed in that video series, it's a video digital learning series, is the gastric balloon. And you have a balloon go in your stomach. They inflate it to where you have something in your stomach you legit cannot eat. So instead of eating, you have a balloon in your stomach. That's kind of how ridiculous Ozempic seems to me. Like you're going to give yourself a shot to where you're so nauseated that you can't eat. It sort of reminds me of a, of a dystopian society like Hunger Games where they would eat all that crazy food and then take the pill and they'd throw it back up and they made it very fashionable. If you guys read the books, Hunger Games, it went into great detail of what kind of society, the, the movie doesn't do that. But the the books go into this detail of this crazy society of eating and doing whatever and then just taking a pill and making yourself throw up so you can stay beautiful and thin. It's just, it, it sort of reminds me of that like, how far, how far down this rabbit hole do we go, Christy? How far? I am shocked. I I guess I thought, I don't know what I thought. I had a few facts that were wrong. So I'm really glad you, you set me straight on that. And uh, I, and I can see what you're saying about, I guess I, and I'm right now I'm picturing in my mind, a, a diabetic who is, is on the verge of some of the many problems that diabetics face when their diabetes gets, goes unchecked. And they, so this is their kind of their last resort is, is get, taking the Ozempic. But so, it it doesn't take care of the bigger problem because and and are they prepared now? So they they have zero control. They cannot not go through the RV's drive-through unless they're they're feeling nauseous. They can't not put the animal crackers in their cart at Walmart. Are you saying that they have to be on the verge of pooping their pants and throwing up in in, in order to not eat that stuff? There that that is really a serious problem. We gotta talk like what? The hardest part about being a food addict, and I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, is that you are surrounded by your by the thing that the thing that haunts you the most 
is food. And as someone who is and was addicted to food, it, I understand this, you know, and we've, and this is something we've talked about many times on Code Red, but in case you're new, let me review it for you, is that you go to Walgreens to get, pick up your medication and there are the Swedish fish right on the counter and they're on sale two for $2 if you have the Walgreens card. <laughs> you go to Home Depot and there's moon pies right there next to the nails at the checkout center. Right. And everywhere we go, there is food. Now, if you quit drinking, you can avoid bars, avoid restaurants. You can avoid your old friends that drank. You can stay out of liquor stores, stay away from that part of Walmart or wherever they sell alcohol. And you can basically not have to have alcohol in your face. If you had a trouble, if you had trouble with uh, meth, meth is very big in this part of Kentucky. You know, you break up with those friends, you stop hanging out at those places where people are doing and selling and using meth. You stop going to that bar, you stop going to that club and you can separate yourself from the methamphetamines. But if you are a food addict, you are never away. You have to consume a portion of the drug that's trying to kill you. Imagine that. It's like you are allergic to bee stings, but you have to go out and get stung by five bees a day. No more than five because it'll kill you. That's sort of what it's like. You have to consume the poison. And it doesn't have to be poison. There are good foods out there. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to always be in contact with the drug, with the drug that's trying to kill you. And so what we do at Code Red is we try to set up very good structures in place to where you can successfully live a life where you eat good food and you avoid food that's that's not going to get you to your goal and you live learn how to live among the drug that wants to kill you. And that's truly, and people may say I'm being melodramatic. People may say I'm being, oh God, Carrie's really pouring it on thick. I mean, she's Sarah McLaughlin in the eyes of the angel. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to pour it on thick. You have every day, Christy has to consume the thing that she is addicted to in some form. So it's the hardest part. So I understand wanting the, the idea of the Hunger Games, wanting just to take the pill. Or I understand why people throw up. I get why people cut their stomachs up. I get why people take meth. I get why people take Fenfen. They're trying so desperately not to let that thing that controls them control them any longer. But Christy's right. Taking Ozempic, it may help you in the short term, but you are not dealing with the real issue and that's your addiction to sugar and processed foods and mine as well. I am in this boat with you. Wow. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I am so glad we didn't talk ahead of time because I did not, I guess, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed of myself, sis, that I didn't, I jumped on the bandwagon of the people that I follow, the health and fitness experts who are all like super lean and have six pack abs. And like, they're all just so beautiful. They're like, Oh, you know, they all have perfect little apps and stuff, you know? And, and I, I've been seeing them post just nasty stuff about Ozempic and, and I'm really thankful that you came to the table with such a different perspective. And I'm ashamed of myself for at least not taking a step back and saying, hold on. Like, I, I know that there's no money in healthy people. And I know these drug companies stand to benefit, but hold on. Where, where, where did the, where did this whole thing get started and where is it getting abused? And, 
Um, I know people have accused uh, Code Red of of causing uh, food eating disorder problems because we we make people measure their and log their food. Okay, that's not true, but we got accused of it. So I just did to someone else what people do to me, and I'm like, huh, I should have I should have taken a step back and and looked at all the facts. We're not saying that we're we're just giving you the facts, and it's always good to get all the facts. The, the, here's the problem though, Chrissy, and it's not your fault, but you were never really fat. I mean, yeah. you were fat, but yeah. you weren't like fat, fat. Yeah. You weren't like, can't tie your shoes. Right. You weren't like, can't get up out of the chair because the chair sticks to your booty. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I've been really fat. So I can say that. And let me tell you, I, if I had to weigh in, if someone asked me, would you take Ozempic, Christy? I would say that for me personally, I would not take it. I want to deal with, I want to change the flat tire. I don't want to put a bandaid on it. And I think Ozempic may get you results initially, but I do believe there are a lot of complications. There are people that are having horrible stomach problems. You heard about stomach cancers, some other weird things. I don't know. No prescription medication is safe. It's just true. I mean, there are ones that are more benign than others. Like take your thyroid pills, guys. Just take them. Stop. Just take them. If you need them, take them. Uh, or Code Red has a thyroid support. That's amazing. But but and then there are ones that are really very dangerous on the other end of the spectrum. I won't talk about. I don't want to get in trouble. Ozempic is going to come with a lot of risks and you need to be aware of that. And, and my whole bottom line is you actually are not dealing with the problem at hand really you aren't but if you are an out of control type two type two diabetic and you are desperate and nothing is working and you cannot control putting things into your mouth it may be something to talk about doing short term i just really hate to see you do it for the last rest of your life and probably if you're an out of control type two diabetic you're not listening to this podcast but if you are welcome we love you <laughs> that's a great point well, yes, you guys, thank you for joining us. Wow, what a great eye-opening podcast. And we will see you guys on the next one. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you are looking for some hardcore accountability to get and keep this weight off, look no further because I've got VIP Connection. This is the ultimate connection to me just short of me sleeping on your couch. You're going to get three daily messages from me in real time directly to you. You're going to submit your weight every Friday. We're going to go over it in a weekly meeting on Sunday nights. And I'm going to give you feedback. You'll have access to a monthly VIP breakfast with me and Boise, a monthly VIP supplement box, access to any workshop, any PDF promo that I hold for that month. You'll have access to the ringside membership. And best of all, you'll have a fully customized nutrition program written just for you. We're talking about over $3,000 total value for $3.97 a month. And you can cancel anytime. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP to check that out.